We're going to turn to the Word of God this evening, to the book of Mark, and to chapter 4. Mark chapter 4, and we're going to read from the verse number 35 through to the verse 41, which is the end of the chapter. We may refer back to Matthew chapter 8 at some time. It is a parallel verse, chapter of this, to this. We're only going to take one line as our text this evening. But we look at these five, five or six verses. Mark chapter 4, verse number 35. Let's read the word of God together. Mark 4, and the verse 35. Let's read God's word. And the same day, when the even was come, he saith unto them, Let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind. And the waves beat into the ship so that, they, so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? And they feared exceedingly, and said one to another, What manner of man is this, that even the winds and the seas obey him? Amen. And O Lord will bless the public reading of his precious word. Let's just unite our hearts in prayer. Father in heaven, we thank thee God that thou art able to do these things. We thank thee God that thou art able to rebuke the wind and sea. Lord, if thou art able to rebuke the wind and sea, thou art able to save in this service. As I have said, peace be still. Bring a hush upon this meeting. Lord, may we know the peace of God as we gather together. Intensify this service. Maybe be like the woman of old who could just, as a bear, reach out her hand and touch the hem of the garment. O oh God, I pray thee. O oh Lord, may we know the presence of the Lord in this place. Take away all distractions. May we look at the word and take it as it says. Jesus <coughs> Christ saves. Bless us, I pray thee. Give me help as I preach the word of God this night. Give us unction from above. Touch these old lips from the coal from off the altar. May he preach as us and thus saith the Lord. And may the Lord, O oh Lord, be with us in this night, in this meeting. O oh Lord, may you bring forth fruit. May we be a pe- preacher who bears forth fruit. Help us, O oh God, I pray thee in the Savior's name. Amen. Amen. It is only the verse 41 
the line which I want to take from my text this evening. And it is these words. What manner of man is this? What manner of man is this? There is a question that should be asked in each one of our lives. And that question should go out to everyone that's gathered here. And it should have many times that they come to this congregation. The question should be is, do you believe in God? Or do you not? Do you believe that you need to be saved? Or has the God of this world blinded it from your eyes? Well, I want to ask you, what manner of man, what manner of man do you believe Jesus Christ to be? What manner of man do you believe Jesus Christ to be? We're going to look at this passage this evening. We'll see how the reactions of the disciples were. We'll see the reactions of those that were gathered in. But we'll see as we turn to this passage of scripture how that God worked all things and that Jesus is in control of every situation. What manner? What manner of man is this? And as I said, we're going to concentrate on these, uh, on that saying throughout these verses. And as we look at it this evening, we're going to see the disciples. We're going to see some three key things in here and what they considered and what they thought about. The first thing here in this passage is, and we're going to read verse number 35 together and we'll find that they considered what manner of man Jesus was. And it says in verse 35, And the same day, when the evening even was come, and we're here in the evening time, it says, when the even was come, he saith unto them, let us pass over unto the other side. They considered what manner of man is this, or what Jesus was. See, Jesus had been here, he'd been speaking to the multitude. For as the commentators tell us, he was speaking for nearly the most part of the day. <coughs> It was the Savior was here in his humanity. He was tired from as much speaking. He was tired from as much doing and continuing on through the day. And though he was not done for the night. Because he was to spend forth a little moment before he left them. To say unto them, let us pass over unto the other side. And for the... For the disciples this evening, and for the people that were there, to understand or consider what manner of man Jesus was, they would have to follow after him. Because the Bible tells us, and I told you earlier on that Matthew chapter 8 is a chapter which is parallel to this, tells the same truth in it as well. I don't like, preachers sometimes come to a church and they say, I'm going to tell you a story on such and such a thing, or I'll tell you a story about this. Next preacher tells you that, stop him at the door and tell him it's the truth, it's not a story. Because when we turn to the Word of God, it's not some story that any man has brought up, but we find within the Bible is the truth. So we turn to the truth, 
of God. And in Matthew chapter 8, in verse 23, we read a truth that says, And when he was entered the ship, into a ship, his disciples followed him. And Christ prompts the people there on that day. And he, he prompts them that they should come into the ship, that they should go on to the other side. And the, the disciples and the people, they watch by. And Jesus enters into the, into the ship. And Jesus takes a step that man should follow after. And Christ prompts the people that they should follow him into the ship. And just as Christ prompts those people, I want to make sure you're aware that Christ prompts you to follow after him. Yes, she is aware to get on the boat. To get inside where it's safe. To come a little farther along with God. And Christ prompts the people here. Prompts them to get into the boat by him getting into the boat. And by going into the boat himself, we find that Christ is doing something first. Which, if we look at scripture on many occasions, you'll find that Christ did this. Christ would have did something or some wonderful works and then he would have said to the disciples or said to someone, now you do it. But he led by example and the Savior as he comes by to these people, he tells them that he wants to go to the other side. Let us go on to the other side. And he takes up and he begins and walks towards and gets onto the boat. Whosoever will come will follow after But before the disciples get into the boat, before the Savior gets into the boat, the Savior presents these words to the people. Let us, let us follow. Let us pass over to our side, verse 35. It wasn't that he was going to go alone. It wasn't that he was going to say, let's go onto the boat and send people by themselves. He said, let us go. Let us go. <coughs> you say, who was Christ speaking to there? Christ was speaking there to all those that would follow after him. He was speaking to all those who would get onto the boat. You see, as I said, he was speaking to the people and he was speaking to them in parables all day. Now it's come to the evening time and he asks them a stirring question and he presents them there. Let us go. Basically, are you going to come alongside me? Are you going to come with me? Do you want to go to the other side? You know the significant thing here? Do you know what the significant thing is? That only the disciples followed after him into the boat. Only the disciples. You see, the offer it went. And it went out amongst the people. But no, and none were excluded, but only a certain few went onto the boat. Only a certain few went with them. And when they went onto the boat, <coughs> they came alongside him. And in reality, only twelve considered what manner of man Jesus was. Just as Jesus presents the gospel to us, 
What Jesus was doing here was sending a message of love. It wasn't a command. It was a statement of love. That whosoever comes by faith after me will go over to the other side. And that means that there is another side. They will. It wasn't just a casual statement that it didn't mean anything, but it said, let us go unto the other side. Meaning that he wanted ones to come along. And it is this evening that we want as people of God, we want to see you come along with us. Where are we going? We're going to the other side. We're going to heaven. Jesus was indicating that there is a passing over. Leaving others behind. And only those twelve went. They went, they realized that Christ had everything to offer. They realized that Christ was the one that they should follow after. And they realized that it would be a joy to follow after him. And if they went, they would experience the blessings that you too can experience if you call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. See, I was thinking of the congregation of people that were gathered that day. And they're very like the people today. Maybe as the question goes out to Christ, it says, let us pass onto the other side. They say this, they say, well, I, I know I might go. But I wonder, could you tell me this? Where will we exact, where exactly will we end up? Maybe you say, well, I would go on that boat which is presented. But how long will it take for us to get there? Or maybe you say, have you checked the boat to make sure that the boat's safe for us to go on? Is there enough life vests? Is there something else? Or what's on the other side? Or when will we be back? And these things hindered people from coming. Just to hinder people today. You see, you're aware that Jesus Christ has said that Jesus saves you're aware that there is a Savior and that you need Him. You're aware that Jesus Christ will receive you if you come to Him, but you're being hindered by other things. And you're being hindered by coming to Him and you're trying to find out different things rather than listening to the truth. And you're being hindered. And I ask you, what manner of man is Jesus Christ to you? What manner of man is he to you? You see, the disciples, they, they considered what manner of man Jesus was. See, when they considered what manner of man Jesus was, Matthew eight twenty three tells us that they followed him. There's something happens there. Something happens there. Maybe you don't notice that. We read that verse 23 earlier on. In Matthew chapter 8. 
the disciples broke off from all those that were gathered there. They broke off from the crowd. They separated themselves from the ungodly. And those that wouldn't follow after her, they were told to go. They were given the offer to come. And there was many that were there who listened. But only 12 disciples followed after her. Only 12 that believed. And they walked away from the others which walked. And they turned away from him. And they followed him willingly. You know what our problem is? We find it easy to follow the crowd. We find it easy to follow them. And we're afraid to be found out to be different. And you're afraid to take that step of faith even though you know it's right. Because of the crowd and the way they've led you. And you know what way the crowd has actually led you? The crowd has led you to be far <coughs> Far from God. But there's one thing I praise the Lord for. And I don't know everybody gathered here. I know some. If you're not saved. I praise God that you're under the preaching ministry. Because then you can hear what God has to say. Let us go on to the other side. Won't you come? Won't you come to him? We didn't read it, but in verse 33 it says, And with many such parables spake he in the word unto them as they were able to hear of. But without a parable spake he not unto them. And when they were alone, he expounded all things to the disciples. And the same day, when the evening was come, he said, Let us pass over. Let us pass over to the other side. People listen to what God has to say, just as you're listening to God's word tonight. The disciples were amongst those people. They sat waiting, wondering, considering. They watched the people, they watched Jesus. They heard every word that was spoken and they listened by the sea. There was something that happened on that side of the sea. That word took grip of their hearts. That word began to affect them. And when the Saviour gave out the words, they were willingly went into the sea with this manner of man. Jesus said the disciples separated, but they really did. The sea is known as, being, as meaning separation. And they separate themselves and they go out to sea and they've listened carefully. And they've considered the words of Jesus Christ. And they realize and they think, well, I know the land seems to be safe. But I know that there's no safer place to be than in the arms of the Savior. There's no safer place to, to be because if we're with this blessed Son of God, what a blessing will be. Even though it was easy to stay with the crowd, stand to turn away, be safe on the shore. They went with Christ. And they knew that when they come to a distress, a time of distress, they knew that they would come to the one who they could rely on. We all go through many things. Many times in lives are hardship. Many times in our lives we go through many difficulties. 
But have you got the one whom you could rely on? Because the disciples looked at Jesus and they considered what manner of man he was. But there's something further in this passage of scripture here. We find that the disciples went further. They wondered what manner of man uh, Jesus was. And we'll read the verse number 37 and 38. It says, And there arose a great storm of the wind, and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep <coughs> on a pillow. And they wake him and say, and they probably shout, and they, they say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And they wondered. After considering, they begin to wonder what manner of man he was. You see, there was a great storm that arose. There was a great storm that came amongst them and there, the wind that grew with strength and the waters it bellowed against, this, against the boat. And fear gripped these men, of these fishermen, these able men of the water. Fear gripped them with possible the possibility of death. And they begin rowing and they're struggling against the waves. And they are placing themselves in the best position they can. And they, but they wonder, will we survive? Will we survive this? Will this boat break up? How will we ever get to the other side safely? How will we ever? And the men in this boat were struggling. They were struggling. I was talking to a man the other week and he's telling me this story. It just happened to be in the... He said, I don't know why I'm telling you this, but I know why. He's telling me this here. There was a man who decided to go out on a boat trip by himself. Unknown to him, there was a light, a small leak in this boat. He rode out and was going out a brave distance and he got himself in trouble and realised the water was coming in around the inside of the boat instead of staying in the outside. And not being a godly man, when he got down on his knees, he said, God, help me. Save me from this. And he wondered. He tried to get out as much water as he could. A little, wee, little bit later. There came a large working vessel came by and they threw out their float and said, grab on, you're sinking. You need to get on, you need to come here, we'll keep you, taking you to safety. And he went, no, God's looking after me, I'll be okay. So the ship, having heard the instructions, they had to get off and go. Soon came by a helicopter, a ladder came down, man shouted out with a loudspeaker, he says, Grab hold, of the, grab hold of the ladder. Get on the ladder. Get up. Your boat is sinking. We'll take you to safety. The man refused and says, No. God is looking after me. A little time passed and the boat began to sink. And it was as if the boat would last no longer. And he asked and he says, Wonder why God, God you never helped me. Why didn't you? Then the words came to his mind. 
Uber, they did try to help you. I sent a boat and I sent a helicopter, but you refused my help. Ladies and gentlemen and young people were gathered here in this meeting. If you said oftentimes, I would love to be saved, but I want God to send something into, my, into the midst. Something that will awaken me and tell me that I need to be saved. Or someone. And you've left the services week after week. Month after month. Year after year. You said, God, you've never sent anyone or anything to tell me. But the truth is right in front of you. God has sent you faithful preacher. God has sent you a man. To preach the word of God. And as the minister preaches here week in, week out. Or as such men as licentious like me and other men. Come and we stand here and preach. God has sent. And God says I sent you those preachers. But you wouldn't listen. And as that man has sink, that man sunk into the depths of that sea. This is the challenge. That I plead with you this night. I plead that you won't miss the opportunity that is right in front of you to get right with God. You see, these fishermen, they had many great battles with the water. They looked, looked like a lost cause. See, the wind that once had battled before and they got relief. It looked that this wind was different. The seas were different from before. Say, how do you know that? Because they cried unto the Lord in verse number 38. He says, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And I'm sure they thought, should this be happening? Surely the Son of God is in the midst of us. Surely he's here. We shouldn't be having this difficulty. We should just be going over easy to the other side. You see they considered. And they wondered. And they were being put to the test. And they, they wondered what manner of man is this. And they turned to the saviour. He's been sleeping because he's in control of all things. And they come and they're distraught. And Jesus, they needn't have worried. Because immediately when Jesus was notified by the men, yes, he knew about it. But when they pleaded, you see, that's what it is. God knows about your sin. But he wants you to come to him. And the disciples pleaded. And once they pleaded, God answered. You see, God will answer your plead. And disciples... <clears throat> They saw Jesus do something. It says in verse 37 that there arose a great storm. And the waves beat in the ship. So that was now full. It was full. Disciples here, and I don't know if you ever noticed this before. Disciples have did everything that is humanly possible. On their own strength. They've done everything. They fought against the torrid rain, the wind, the sea. They tried to get to the other side. 
But do you know what man's work's done? Do you know where they were? They were at the stage where they were nearly sunk. So I didn't read that the first time. It's in verse 37. Because it tells us at the end of that verse, and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. So that it was now full. The boat was full of water. And when the water was full, when they were nearly almost sunk in the water, they come to Jesus. They say, Jesus, we perish. We often do everything else for calling. And if maybe you're unsaved, you do everything else except for call upon Jesus. You may live a good life, but there will come, and I pray you realize it, a day when you realize that you're just sinking in your sin. And the things you're doing is trying to get you heaven. Are just making you struggle even more. To the point that you wonder whether you have any hope. You see, you know the problem, sinner, is your boat is full. It's going to capsize. Your life is no closer to heaven. It's as where you're overcome. Overcome by sin. Is there a hope for you? Let me tell you, there is a hope. Jesus Christ, for the disciples, they came. They came in torrential trouble. And they realized that the only one that could deal, could deal them well was Jesus Christ. And they called them, and immediately Christ made a difference. He made a difference. And the disciples, they answered, and they wondered, and they considered what manner of man. Jesus was. And they were to find out then what manner of man Jesus truly was. And I pray you will as well. Quickly, thirdly, they realized, now listen to the word change, what manner of man he is. Not that he was, but they realized what manner of man he is. Verse 39, And he arose and rebuked the wind. Said unto the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was great calm. Saviour, here in this passage, there in that verse number three, and he rose. And the disciples found out why exactly they were on this journey so that they would see the magnitude of God's glory. And they marveled. They marveled because the boat was full, yet it wasn't sinking. And they marveled because Jesus Christ, though he'd been sleeping, he arose and they rebuked it all. And peace. And they did get to the other side. And Christ stands and he raises. He commands. He went, peace. Peace be still. One calm. See, when Jesus makes the difference Jesus works he makes the difference that we will stand back and amazing say God we've prayed for this but God has done the work God has done the work see when these disciples cried out he solved the situation that was before them solved it they cried 
I'm sure you don't need me to tell you, but the reality is that Christ can solve your situation as well. Christ can come into your life. If you get saved, he will solve your problem. I don't have a problem. You say, yes, you do. You've got a problem of sin. And you need to be saved. You know what the wonderful thing is? If you get saved tonight, you'll realize what manner of man Jesus Christ is. You will realize how good he is. See, Jesus rebuked the wind just like he rebukes our sin and produces salvation. And he calls out onto the storm and in the midst of the raging storm and the sea, do you know what happens? It becomes calm. We live in a stormy life. Christ brings in the peace and the calm. Within a moment, the disciples who are people who are pleading, they come from a plea bill of pleading to a people of peace. And they didn't have to ask what manner of man is this. Because at that, at that point, they knew. But what about you? Do you know what manner of man Jesus Christ is? Do you? Say, Stephen, what I have to do? Let's tell you step by step with the disciples. They had to take a step of faith. You two need to be awakened by your sleeping sin. You need to be awakened from your sin that you would call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That you will be like the disciples who cried out and and the Lord would save them and the Lord did save. You will be given like the, the disciples. You'll be given a peace that's required. See, if you call upon the name of the Lord, he'll save you. He'll give you peace. I want you to do something for me this evening. Stop trying to make up excuses. Discovers the facts. Jesus Christ makes a difference. Discover the joy it is to know Jesus Christ. (coughs) Discover the knowledge that Jesus saves. Remember how it started? Bible told us there in that verse, number 35, let us go on to the other side. Who's that speaking to? The whosoever that comes after him. Now, on that day, 12 went with him. I pray to take away all excuses that's hindering you, that you'll be another one went this night for the Bible tells me for as many as received him to then give you the power become the sons and daughters of God even to them that are called according to his purpose what manner of man is this what manner of man is this now we're going to close this meeting I trust that you'll consider carefully what manner of man he is to you (coughs) I want to close by saying this. I pray that I'm available, <coughs> that I'm approachable. I pray that you have, if you have a wondering thing, question about the things of God, or you want to call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to be saved, I'll not point you to Stephen McRae. 
But I'll turn to the what manner of man the Bible says he is. And if you want to get saved this night, I'll go to the door, I'll shake hands, but if you want to wait behind or wait in your car, or if you want to come back in again, or if you say, well, I'll wait in the car, and if I see you come out, I'll nab you when I get, you get outside. I don't mind where it is. Make your peace with God this night. Because the Bible tells us in verse 41, what manner of man is this, that even the winds and seas obey him. Will you obey him this night? Coming on to him this night for salvation.